When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. We're talking to LAFC. Uh, JP, how you doing, my man? How was your week? Um, it's good. It's good. Uh, week just started. Uh, played our first game of the season on Saturday. We got a win. So happy, happy. Uh, your intramural squad, is that what you're referring to? No, my, the club team on that season. You got to let the people know, man. Don't confuse them with LAFC. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I played for the club team at season. So we beat Channel Islands 3-1 to one, and I was happy. Hey, there we go. There we go. Hey, there we go. No six one like LAFC. You guys gonna score a touchdown like LAFC did? No, I, I checked my phone after and I saw that. I was like, whoa, LAFC really went really went ham on the last game of the season, which I was happy about too. Yeah, because that that's one thing that we, that we were missing. Right was the yeah. was the goals to them, and I think they hurt everybody. They scored six. Unfortunately. Unless you were there, nobody else saw it. So, and it's also it was also preseason. So, I think a lot of a lot of people, I think, are excited. Uh, but, you know, how much could you put into that? I don't think D.C. United is, is that strong of a team. But nevertheless, you got the the points. You got the goals. Did they play? Who did they play? Was, it was they played the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls. The Red Bulls. I'm, yeah. got, I'm confused. Yeah, they lost um, to D.C., though. Yeah. yeah, but, like, I, I think a lot of that um, is, is good to see. Um, but, yeah, let, let, let's talk about LAFC. Um, we know that there's so much going into this season. Um, and we also know they got a lot of they got the new swagger. We we got to talk about the jersey. Um, and now that you see it uh, there, you see Franco Escobar. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts now? Because I know before you weren't you weren't as high. What are your thoughts now that you that you saw it? They did the promotion. Um, what are your thoughts overall on the new LFC jersey? If they play well, then flex makes sense because you know you're flexing on these other teams. But if they don't play well. But I'm still on that flex kills the uniform for me. But um, if you know you overlook the the big sponsor, it looks nice on the players. Um, it's very the gold accents really pop out. Um, they're really you know trying to trying to make it a nice kit. Um, I like it. it. It's growing on me uh, more and more. Uh, I just gotta wait a bit to to purchase it this season. But yeah, the gold the gold really stands out, and I I like it. Yeah, I I, I think uh, now the authentic always looks a lot better obviously because it's the authentic but yeah I, I think the flex is a little too big but i think um i, I think it looks smooth I, I think the accents uh looks pretty smooth uh but you're right if, if they win you know then that flex sign the flex logo is going to be even better but obviously if they're struggling it's, it's going to be uh a little difficult uh i has your has your ch- have you changed your mind are you interested of on um, buying this on this jersey or no i think i have to see it in person uh, <laughs> you got to see it in person now. Yeah. It, it's changed. The pictures yeah. don't do adjusted this then. It 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 does in the sense that I won't give it criticism. But me going out there and, and wasting my money on it, 
uh, investing my money on it. No, I got to see it in person. Gotcha. Look, look, that's fair enough. Look, uh, anytime you spent over a hundred dollars or something, uh, it never is never, um, it's never anything cheap, but I think maybe we'll see, we'll see if the, the season or the fans win it this season, we'll change your mind or anything like that. Um, we got to talk about the newest signing to Daniel Henry. I think yeah, uh, that's how Daniel you say it. Henry, yeah. the, the defender, um, Canadian player. Uh, what are your thoughts on this signing? Uh, we, he's going to use the international spot that they just got, I think, from uh, Montreal. Yeah. But what, what are your thoughts uh, on this signing and them adding him? Uh, I think it's a great move. Uh, you get him on a, on a free because he was a, 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 you know, a, a free agent. So you don't really waste any time or gam on him. Um, and he finally addresses the final position on the field where the team really needed needed another piece in that center back. Um, especially after, you know, seeing just 45 minutes of Murillo, you kind of got the sense that it still wasn't wasn't fully, the back line fully wasn't safe or secure. Um, now with Daniel Henry, who has international experience with Canada, who played, you know, in their last international window in Canada is arguably the best thing in CONCACAF right now. You know, it's not like he's out, he's not out of shape. He's out, yeah, he's not out of shape. You know, he's game fit. He's been playing in important matches. Um, so it's not a guy who you're really going to have to give a lot of time to adapt. I think he should be ready, you know, by maybe the week two or week three to, to fully, you know, throw in there if you if you really uh, trust in him. But I think it's depth and I think it's much needed. And I think the team and the fans can be assured that JT did a good job in, in getting all the pieces in the back line. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, I think this was the missing piece. And I think... Now, um, I think you got to start him over Mario. I think I think I see more of a Mario Ibiaga. I see Mario coming off the bench uh, scenario. I don't think you got to get rid of him. I think he could be a great piece off the bench, but I just don't think Mario. I've said this last season, unfortunately, because of so many of the mishaps uh, and so many things I've, they've caught, he's been able to cause LAFC a goal. I just don't think he's a starter, um, but I do think he can still help this LAFC uh, team um, uh, uh, coming off the bench or someone comes off their injury and also puts a little bit more pressure uh, on Mario to be better. Uh, I think if you bench Mario, uh, you, you you put more pressure on him to get better in this competition there. He's not, he doesn't have that secure spot. And, and I really like this move. Um, now we just got to see it all because we've only seen 45 minutes. We didn't see any of the preseason in Palm Springs, Coachella or Goalchella. Um but yeah, I, I I think and everything you mentioned uh, about him playing with the with the Canadian national team, they are the they are the best team in Concacaf. And I'm not I'm not going to argue with that. Um, there's also a lot of things too that LAFC does that's uh, really interesting. They're going to come out with their new. They're going to come out with a new theme song. Uh, looks like it's going to be Kid Ink. Let me see if I get this right. Kid Ink, uh, which is obviously a rapper, DJ Flick, and Brio. I don't know the other two. Um, what are your thoughts on this, uh, on a new theme song for 2022? Uh, apparently, they uh, the kit release, they were playing it. I wasn't able to go. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to to fully submerge myself in the beats, but it's good. I think they're really trying to push this fifth-year strong um, rebrand. Not, not a rebrand, but, you know, this marketing scheme that they have and the new song definitely helps as long along with a new uniform and you know basically half of a new roster so i think it's a good change um, um maybe not needed but a new theme song or a new song is it never hurts yeah 
LAFC is very good at doing uh, things within the community or doing the crossover within. We'll see how much. Um, I think this is cool if you're a fan. Obviously, no way it helps the team on the field, but I think that's a good way um, for be for uh, in order to be connect with the, with the community, right? I think LAFC does does a does a solid job like that, and you have these collabs and stuff. Um, you know, now I've seen people in the comments just Sasabi real and Eagle Rock once. Um, yeah, and as people they know, I know Kering. Um, I'm not too familiar with Be Real and DJ Flick, but yeah, I, I think I'm very interested to see how it sounds. I know they played a little snippet, um, and it's always you know that's what uh, LAFC is known for. Um, and we'll see how it comes out. It has to it has to be hot. It has to connect with uh, with uh, with the community, and I think it will do that. Um, but big game this Saturday. It's at 12:30. Um, you know, against the Colorado Rapids. Um, who you know did a solid? I think they were the number one team they were in the West. One. In the West, right? They finished yeah. number one. Um, Mark Anthony K is coming back. There's so there's a couple storylines, right? Mark Anthony K is coming back to the bank. I know the last time he he tweeted poetic justice, which is kind of interesting. But we also got on this side, uh, Kellen Lacosta versus you know yeah. uh, the Rapids, the Rapids organization. Um, so what are what are your thoughts on the on this big matchup this Saturday season opener? I think it's the headline should be Dolo's first game. I think he, all the pressure should be on him, um, or all the eyes should be on him. Better said, uh, because it's his first real official game as as head coach, and you know he's been preparing this team all all off season. And I think we need to see a team that has an idea uh, that looks cohesive and um, that you know Dolo makes the right subs at the right times and can manage you know a game, even though it's just his first one. It uh, doesn't mean it's going to be a good or bad season regardless of the result. But I think uh, I'll be watching Dolo closely because he's the the most questionable uh, because we haven't seen him on a, on a first team yet. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think you're right when you, you, you mentioned that because everything else, every right, every player that's coming back or every player that's played in MLS, the big question mark uh, is is uh, Steve Sharundalo. Um, yeah, and I'm very interested to see how he handles. I don't I don't think he's he he's um when I hear him talking and all that, I don't think he's I don't sense that he's uh he's necessarily intimidated by the by the by the by that, but I think it's just so new that we have so little uh, information, right? That this is his first time real coaching. I just very interested to see what, what what will happen when they go down. And I think even Carlos Vela talked talked about that uh, on an interview around F- football Americas. Um, but yeah, I I want to play a video. It's Carlos Vela on football Americas with um, Hercules Gomez and Sebastian Salazar, and he talks about. They ask him about Bob Bradley. I'll play like a minute or so so people can watch and hear. It. Uh, no Bob Bradley. He goes to Toronto FC. How does that change things for the team and also for you? Because at one point, Bob Bradley, he likened you to Lionel Messi. Yeah, of course. It will be a, a big move because we start with Bob. He created a lot of the things we have already. But I think we need a new new air fresh. We are trying to, to improve after a bad year. We have a lot to show. We, we want to be in the top of the league. We want to win the champion. So we have to work hard. We have to change the way like we played the last year or the result we had the last year. So we have to work a lot. We have a lot of things to do, but always with a good mentality. I'm really focused on 
be better, be healthy, help my team, be on the field, making good things for fans, for everybody. So, But I want to get your thoughts on your new manager, Steve Turundolo. What's he like and what have your early conversations been like? Well, he's really a really cool guy. He's really easy to talk. He's always chilling with a good talk, with good mentality, trying to be positive. So I like I like the way he is. I think he's a little bit like me. So we had a good connection. So I think we can do a great things together. You know, I just want to follow up on, on Steve Chirondolo. You said he's like you. I, Steve Chirondolo was my teammate. He was one of the most outgoing and funny guys on the team. What's he like as a coach? I'm very interested in to know what, what's he like as a coach. Well, it's really early to say because we are just starting preseason. We don't have many trainings or games because you know how it's football. If you start the games, you play, you win. Steve will be uh, the best coach in the in the history. So <laughs> we have to give it time, but I think the approach is really good. The start is doing well, so I'm excited. So we got what he said about Bob Bradley. It, it, it was time to get a, a fresh breath, a new fresh breath of. Uh, I'm even messing up. He, he messed me up. New fresh breath of air. Um, I'm assuming that's what he meant. And then he talks about uh, Steve Chirondolo. Uh He likes him. He kind of he says he, he's kind of like me, um, but you got to give it time. Got to got to learn. What are what are your thoughts when you hear Carlos Vela say that about Bob Bradley and Steve Chirondolo? Um I think he he wanted a, a change from Bob. Uh, I think Bob is very on you one hundred percent of the time at practice, and maybe you know some players just tune out of it or just want uh, something else. And I think Steve is that fresh of breath, a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, Steve said it multiple times. He, he wants practice players to laugh at his practice. So I think it's a, a different approach uh, to the same, you know, similar philosophy. So I think that's what Vela likes. Um, I think Vela is a laid back guy, um, likes to be funny in his own way. And I think that's how Steve and, him and Steve connect. Um, but like you said, he hasn't seen, he hasn't seen Steve under pressure, so he can't really comment. And I think that's what we all are, are waiting to see. Um, maybe not week one because it's the first game, but, you know, down the season uh, when, when time is, when the pressure's on him, how is he going to react? And, and that's, I think, what Vela and the fans, you know, are waiting for. Yeah, no, I, and, and, I, and I like that he says that because no one knows that. No one, even if Carlos Vela doesn't even know, I think this, this was uh, a week ago, the interview, it was a week ago. So Carlos Vela doesn't know that. We're all gonna find out because I, I think that's what you and I we've been talking these last few weeks. What what is get what does a Steve Shondo look when he's down one zero or he's down three two or whatever? What changes? What does he do? Uh, who does he sub in and stuff like that? And I think when when you have a new coach that gives you you know this this new the second win that Vela really wanted, and I think you know I think last year he you know Vela also talks about how disappointing the season was. I think you definitely needed a different change for Bob, and I, Bob wasn't able to give him that change. Um, even though you know he he had built so, such a solid foundation, I, I think with Steve Sharonalo, he gives you that other fresher breath air. But there's the question mark: can can he have that foundation? Can does does he have the um, what's the what's experience. the word experience? Or like we know he has the the coach the the coaching experience. 
at the youth level, but not the coaching experience at, at the, you know, the senior level, the senior level. And I think that's the biggest question, right? What's, what's going to happen or, you know, he can have great success and, you know, but I think until we see it, uh, I don't expect them to have a uh, solid success right away. I think Colorado is going to be a, a very tough team, but I think also Steve Chirono has great players that he could, if he's able to put them in the right places, he's able to make the subs in the right places uh, at the right times, you know, and adjust the game. I think that's where we're going to learn a lot from Steve Sherondo or we're going to ask some questions uh, about Steve Sherondo. But to me, I, I'm just, it's, I'm, it's a wait and see approach because all the moves they've made is like every, is what I think everybody expected to made, you know, outside of um, getting the 30 P cause I don't think the 30 P situation is, is going to happen, but all the ma- all the moves they made this season, they, it tells me that they learned from the previous mistakes th- this past season. Um, let's talk about the third DP. There is uh reports out of I think uh Turkey that uh Diego Rossi is apparently going to stay at Fenerbahce, they're going to buy him. Um, nothing has been confirmed. W- what are your thoughts on that? The reports is Fenerbahce bought him, but you know, what regardless of what Fenerbahce does after, that's up to them. But LAFC are getting you know that cash from Fenerbahce, and I think that's what you know is reported. And I think if that goes through. Uh, that's what matters because I think LAFC is waiting for some influx of cash before they go out and spend it on the DP. Um, they want to, you know, make sure they have money in the bank and before they go out and spend, which is, I think, a smart move. Um, and I think you just have to, I think it's a smart move because you wait and see half the season what the team really needs. Um, if somebody gets injured and can't return to the end of the season, you know, you, you fill in the DP slot there. So I think it's smart. Um, and I think, we should all be patient because the other acquisitions the team got um, make the team solid enough to overlook that their DP into the summer. Yeah, it is definitely looking that looking that way um, that they're going to have the third DP in the summertime. Um, Cause I don't, even if they sell them, like who are you going to bring in right now with what, six days, seven days, whenever yeah. the game, you know, it's this Saturday. So who are you going to bring in within six days? And, you know, I think, I think it. I think it would be better if they got their next EP as soon as possible. But you know, I think it's always hard when you're in the summertime, mm-hmm. and you bring in a, a DP and you try to have him help you out. I think. I think it just gets interesting. We'll, we'll we'll see how this plays out. Um, you know, I just don't. I just. I think a lot of fans would be upset if the third DP is what they were missing the whole season. And I and I just hope that's not the case because they have such a solid team. But if it is that way, then you know. Uh, I think there's going to be questions asked about loaning DPs in the future and all that stuff because it, it makes it so so interesting. But I, I don't think with them starting the season without a third DP is that big of an issue because of the other weapons they they they, they currently have. Um, yeah, and I think it'd be great if if Fenerbahce ends up buying uh, Diego Rossi because Diego Rossi um, has closed the chapter, LAC chapter. Because I know there was also reports that he was going to go to Brazil, whatever Flamengo, I believe, was a team, and all yeah. these different things. So we'll see what that happens. I think I just we just all want a, a final confirmation to see if it was, a, it was it's official, and then what does what does LAFC do uh, moving forward? All right, we got to we got to talk about uh, expectations for the year. Uh, JP, twenty twenty two is is a big year for LAFC. It's a first year coach, so I think that's gonna that's gonna be um, you know it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be difficult. So. Your thoughts right now. What what are your expectations for LAFC in 2022? I expect to make the playoffs, um, and I expect a top four finish. Um, that's what I think this t- this roster has been constructed to do. I think it's it's deep enough. 
Um, but you know, the, the biggest question mark lies in Steve, um, because the MLS is not an easy league where a coach can just come in the first season and get instant success. Um, and he's never even played in the league. Um, so it's not like he can transfer his knowledge as a player in the league to being a coach. Um, I'm not going to say he doesn't know anything about MLS, but you know, we've seen it time and time again from these international coaches that they don't get uh, success immediately coming into MLS. Um, but the roster itself with all the MLS vets who can help Steve because they know the situations um, the team might be going through, I think it's enough to get them, you know, the fourth seed. Uh, but I expect a lot of players to step up and because it's a World Cup year, a lot of players are going to want that World Cup spot. So if they don't play for LAFC, they're going to play for that national team spot. And I think it'll end up helping the team uh, regardless. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, except um, him being an international coach. I don't, I see, I, I understand he came from um, Germany and he has experience there. I don't really see him as um, like international coach like we've had in the past, like the MLS has had in the past, uh, because he's American and I think he understands the MLS. He he understands that. And I think that's where he, he has, I think that's where Steve Shono has an edge on other international coaches because one, he's American, he understands the MLS and he's also, uh, obviously his record with the Las Vegas lights was not great. Um, obviously, but I think he has a knowledge on how the league operates. And I think whether it's him or, uh, or John Thornton making these offseason moves, we're seeing the moves that I think we expected of them last year. And I think he's not, he, I think he really understands the league is what I'm, what, it, what it's why my assumption as of right now. I don't think he, he he's coming off the you know the European coaches or the South American mentality where it's like oh wait what do you mean I can't bring this player in right now or you know all these different things like you're right like if you're a coach from League IMX you're used to bring any or you're coaching Europe you can essentially bring any player you want as long as the money's met and everything all like that here you have the DPs Tam and all these things like that mm-hmm. he's had like somewhat of a year with the Las Vegas Lights to understand if he didn't already know the MLS. So I think, and also him playing for the U.S. national team, he's had to know about them. So I, so I think he has an edge on that. But I just think the, the question, like uh, we go back to, is that experience of knowing what to do. I think that that may be uh, that may that's going to be the most interesting uh, part to to, to see. Um, but I, I don't know if he, if, if um, yeah, I don't think his lack of MLS is necessarily a thing. I see him. Um, let's talk about uh, Carlos Vela's goals in games played for the season. Cause I think that's a very big thing uh, for LAFC because if they're going to, if they're going to, if they're going to go far this season, they're going to need Carlos Vela at the top. Right. And as of right now, um, he's only what he's, he's played or, you know, he's coming back. He's essentially playing for like what, uh, I don't know. He's for six months and then we'll see. And then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. Um, right, because he's he's playing for another. Essentially, he's playing for another contract. It, it, yeah, and it, and when we talk about Carlos Vela, that's kind of like an interesting to say. Um, Carlos Vela is playing for a future contract these next six six months. Um, what what would you put Carlos Vela's expectations this year? How many goals uh, does Carlos Vela have to score, and how many assists does he have to have? Uh, so he scored five goals last season in twenty appearances. Um, Obviously, he got injured, and all, out of those twenty, not all of those were starts. Um, but if he gets, if he plays twenty six games healthy, I'm okay with it. And if you know he scores twelve goals, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, expecting two thousand nineteen numbers is is unfair. Um, there's also a lot more star power or a lot more offensive threats LAFC have. So not all the pressure of scoring goals is going to be on him. 
but I think he's motivated. He knows that, you know, if he does well, the contracts will, will look nicer. Um, I think he's taken care of his body. He looks a bit stronger and, and slimmer. So I don't think um, we'll expect a big, big injury out of him this season, like last season. So yeah, 12 goals, um, six, seven assists. I think that'll be, that'll be just fine. I think that's an easy number for him to do as well if he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, I think I want to go a little higher. I want to say yeah. uh, because of the, because of the injuries and all that, I think he's, if, if he's able to stay healthy, he has Chicho. I think Chicho will carry more of the load on the scoring goals, but I wouldn't say he's Carlos Vela. I, I, I gotta, I gotta throw a bigger number there. I, I would say 15 or 20 goals and 10 assists um, because he is who he is. And if he's going to play, I would expect him to play 90% of the games. Um, right. And yeah. if, if he wants to get, does he play uh, open cup though for you? Nah, he doesn't, he doesn't play that to me. To me, he doesn't play I, open cup unless they need him to play yeah. open cup or unless, um, the semis or sense. finals. I think yeah. Semis or finals. Yeah. You play yeah. them, but I don't think also, I think we haven't seen the open cup schedule. I don't believe, uh, I don't believe it's, it's been out there, but yeah, I, I, I just got I just got to go bold because it's Carlos Vela. He's he wants uh, listen to the interview. Um, I think I saw I, I see a motivated one. I don't expect him to score thirty something goals, but I just don't think I don't think fifteen and twenty goals is that bad. And ten assists or around ten assists is is going to be that difficult because he has Chicho uh, on the other side. And I think a lot of those things are, are very possible. Um, we do got to talk about another player. Um, and he goes by the name of Brian Rodriguez. Brian Rodriguez, uh, obviously, he's had um, one of the most interesting careers uh, out of all the LAFC players because of, you know, everything that's happened. You know, he's been going, going back and forth. But the lot, once he came back uh, last season from America, I've seen the best version of, uh, of Brian Rodriguez. Um, we got to put a number on him. How many goals uh, and assists uh, from Brian Rodriguez? I expect him to have the biggest year or the breakout year. Uh, he needs it. The team needs it. The fans expect and deserve it. Uh, I'll give him, you know, the, the problem last season was Rossi wasn't in, was in, uh, in form. Bella wasn't in form either. Um, and nobody could rack up his assists. But he only scored four goals last season, and two of those came in El Trafico. Um, obviously, he ended the season fine. But I think his assist is going to be high. I'll put it at a 12 to 15. Um, and then if he gets 10 goals, I think that's a good number for him, too, because he needs to produce um, by scoring goals, not just assists. Those are all nice. But if you're a DP and an attacker in this league, you need to score. So 10 goals, uh, 15. Well, I'll change it to 15 to 18 assists. And, I'll, and that's a good mm. number for him. That, 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 I, I would agree on the goals. I, I'd, I'd say he has to get double digits. I think minimum 10 goals for Brian Rodriguez this season. Um, obviously, he needs to stay healthy. We know he still has ambitions to go to Europe. The only way I see him going to Europe is uh, he he tears it up in MLS. He's yet to do that. We've seen flashes. We have seen the progression. And I definitely agree with you. I think this is the breakout year for Brian Rodriguez. He has enough experience of the league. He understands what his role is with LAFC. He understands Carlos Vela. He's played with Chicho. Uh, there's, there should be no reason that Brian Rodriguez uh, doesn't reach 10 goals. I think the assist, uh, yeah, I think 10, uh, I would say 10 or 15 assists uh, as well. Um, he's able to be healthy. You got Carlos Vela and Chicho, who you're potentially gonna, you're essentially going to be feeding the ball to, and we know that those guys can do. Um, but yeah, a big year, big year for me. Uh, Brian Rodriguez needs to have a big year, um, because uh, that that's that's the that, that's the biggest player that I think um 
that could have the biggest impact on this team and could potentially be somewhat of a, a sleeper pick uh, for him to to have that type of year. Um, we got about we got to talk about the Colombian uh, Chicharrongo. Uh, every LAFC's fan favorite favorite player. Um, he came last year's uh, amazing. Uh, I think what did he score? Close, close to fifteen. He goals scored fourteen season? goals in seventeen games. So fourteen goals in seventeen games. Yeah, almost he, a goal per game. Yeah, give me your number. How many goals, Chicharrongo? I don't have the number right here, but a lot of those were penalties. And if Vela stays healthy, I don't know <laughs> how many of he those he's gonna shoot. But, I think almost half of those are penalties. Yeah. So um, if he's if non penalty goals, non penalty goals, if he scores fourteen non penalty goals, I'll be happy. I think Vela will share some penalties with him, so he'll get another two or three in there. Uh, so 17 to 20 goals. Um, I think if Vela and Birod are, are healthy, not all the responsibility is going to fall on him. And, you know, the other teams are going to know he's going to be a threat, which is going to open up spots for – for open up spaces for Birod and Vela. So not all the pressure's on him. He can, he can put the pressure on him if he wants to. He's proven it. Um, but I think, you know – 20 or yeah 17 20 goals is, is a good number and you know giving him five eight assists um is also is also fair for him uh, I, 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 I like that number lfc is going to score a lot um defensively we don't know but they're definitely going to score a lot and you know chicho's going to be part of that well and are going to be parts of that yeah he almost he averaged well you said a goal a game well, how many goals how many games is this season what 30 34 30, 34 34 <sighs> So yeah, there there are be bold. Yeah, if we double those, it's gonna be twenty eight. So yeah, I don't think he's gonna get there because yeah, the I don't I don't think he the gets, league knows him now. Yeah, I don't think, he but gets, it's gonna be high. I'm not sure if he's gonna get to twenty eight. I'm gonna say he has to get around twenty. Just twenty. Yeah. 20 uh, if he gets eighteen, nineteen, I'm not gonna be mad. But twenty. But you're right. Last year, half of his goals were penalties. Um, but I think some of those he did create himself as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, yeah, around 20 goals. If he gets, gets you around 20 goals, uh, I'm with you on the assist, five assists. You know, you, you can't be mad uh, on if Chicharongo gives you 18, 19 goals a season because that's that's what you're expecting um, from him this year. Uh, you know, Francisco's, all, <laughs> Francisco's not a fan uh, of Vela taking – PKC comments Vela sucks at PKs though. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Rec- I don't know. He he has missed some, but yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if Vela um is taking those PKs. And look, this is still Vela's team, so I, I would assume uh, Vela is still going to take these PKs uh, unless uh, uh, Vela's not in the game for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, JP, how excited are you for this Saturday and for the season to finally start? Uh, very excited. Um, I think. It's going to be a lot of good games. Um, I think it's going to be fun soccer, uh, and I'm excited. Um, I think, you know, the team has enough talent to really go far. How far? Uh, that's uh, up to up to the players and the coach. But, you know, on paper, this team sh- should definitely be competing for the top spots uh, and for MLS Cup and even Open Open Cup. Um, that's definitely something that's, that's doable this season. Um, the question mark lies in who the DP is, uh, if the team stays healthy, and, you know, what Steve ultimately does under pressure um and i think everything will be come out fine so i think the top four finishes is reasonable and the deep a deep mls cup run um, so yeah. i'm definitely excited yeah no I, I look i'm excited that soccer's back it's definitely back uh it's back in la i like that it was a short off season we get we get back into the grind of, uh, of things 
Um, but yeah, look, I, I think that's all that's all the time we have. I want to thank everybody in the comments for hopping on, chiming in. Uh, JP, I want to thank you. Um, yeah, if you guys are gonna be this at the game Saturday, uh, definitely DM us on LA Soccer Hub. We'll get back to you guys. So maybe we can meet some of you guys. Um, yeah, and I appreciate everybody that tuned in. So that's gonna wrap it up for today. For JP, this is Gio. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.